the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare wrap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. What's up, what's up? Shout out to all you in the posse. I'm Jared, and here on this program, we are done with the status quo in healthcare marketing. We are no longer pretty thing producers. We are growth engineers and the voice of the consumer helping design the integrated digital experience that consumers demand in healthcare. We call it marketing forward. If that sounds like you, then this is the place for you. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about broadening our horizons. Then we'll welcome a double dose of awesome with this week's guests, Kathy Divis and Mike Schneider, to give us a super sneak preview of the Healthcare Internet Conference. Not just a sneak preview, but a super sneak preview. Then hang with us for What's the 411 featuring John Marzano. Let's go. Flavor of the week. It's no coincidence that the more connected this world gets, the more we individually need to connect with new related skill sets. The age of continual connection is also the age of continual learning. It can be easy to think that the best way to succeed is to just do our current jobs better. After all, aren't we in a regulated industry? Isn't healthcare complicated? Aren't we behind other industries? Doesn't it make sense to stick with doing the exact same thing over and over again, just slightly better? Do we really have anything to learn from anyone else? Even B2B and B2C healthcare marketing is totally different, right? You see where I'm going with this. We do ourselves a disservice when we tell ourselves we're so specialized that no one else understands us, even those in adjacent areas of healthcare. In fact, my friend James Gardner once observed that while we all move to learn more about our immediate field of interest or our current specialty, smart people recognize the value of adjacent knowledge. In fact, that's where big new ideas often come from. I've also heard it described as a T-knowledge set. Deep in one area, but a serviceable knowledge of lots of related adjacent areas. The fact is, B2B and B2C marketers have a lot to learn from each other. This is why I like seeing conferences and communities that connect both specialties. Last week, Dan Dunlop and I were announced as co-chairs of the provider marketing track for HitMic, the healthcare and IT marketing conference. It's now in its seventh year, and it's grown to create one of the more unique communities of healthcare marketing, PR, digital branding, comms, and IT pros which is great for someone like me whose professional values include community and continual learning. Hitmic is the epitome of both. Hitmic's growth tells me that more people are trying to better understand healthcare from different perspectives. If you're marketing, say, on behalf of a provider, and you think everything's different for you as opposed to someone marketing a health IT solution, I'm here to tell you you're limiting your own success. It's in the B2B world with Hitmic, 
where I first gained an understanding of more advanced marketing technologies like CRM and marketing automation. Just like in life, the more we seek to connect the dots rather than ignore them, the more we learn, the more connections we build, and the more meaningful ideas that we create. So I invite you, regardless of who you're marketing to, to consider attending a new, growing, vibrant conference that, yes, brings together those who market to different audiences, but all with the same aim, to improve healthcare. And to do that, it will take all of us. And that's the Flava of the Week. So it's time to spread the awesome with this week's guest. We've actually got a double dose of awesome this week. Kathy Divis and Mike Schneider. We've got Greystone in the house. How are you two doing today? All right. Good. Wonderful. Things are great here. Mike, I know for one, anytime I have you on the program, we end up talking baseball even just for a minute or two. So here's your chance. A spring training is about to get going. Any predictions that you'd like to just you know lob out there into the world? Oh, gosh. Predictions. Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know. I think the Braves are going to be strong again this year. So look out for the Braves. They got a young team, a lot of young arms. I think they're going to be a force to contend with. Hopefully, nobody will be out there stealing signs this year. Fingers crossed that we can have a nice, clean year this year in baseball. I was going to say I was afraid that there might be a few Astros that get plunked. I think that's a pretty safe bet this year, Kathy. I I think we're all... uh, It's probably just how how often and, and how badly, you know, we, we hope nothing uh, truly bad comes out of that. But yeah, it is it's going to be an interesting year. That's for sure. I don't know what to predict this season and, and a lot of off season moves. And um, I'm sitting here in the National League West and everyone's talking Dodgers and you got Mookie Betts moving over there. And every, it's funny every year for the last five or six seasons, everyone has said uh, the Dodgers have the best lineup, at, certainly in the in the league, maybe in all of baseball. And uh, that's what they said last year. And that was my only consolation is that they seemed to have won the offseason last year as well. And then look what happened. The wheels kind of fell off in the offseason. So that's all I can hope for is that something happens there somewhere along the line. But then, Yeah, the Dodgers need to change that trajectory because it seems like a repeating thing where every year they just dominate the regular season and then playoffs come along and something happens. And based here in Atlanta, we're just excited about the Braves because they're a nice young young team and they have so much going on for them and so so much potential in in their future so it's it's an exciting time to watch baseball i love it well and if peter McCohost was here in this episode he would be uh, talking up the brewers so i know i'll, I'll just yeah. throw a shout out to, to the brew crew there too i i know uh, just got to represent on his behalf and uh, so with that tell you what we're going to do a little bit of challenging the status quo of healthcare marketing in general, of digital teams, of how to really challenge the day-to-day. And with that, we are going to move into our rap battle because uh, Kathy and Mike, we have a lot to talk about with uh, what you two have going on throughout the year. Rap battle! Rap battle is where we do challenge the status quo in our field. And today we want to do a little bit of challenging just how, how people approach, I, I think, their day-to-day jobs and, and how they how they think differently and can succeed in this industry as the industry keeps evolving. And Kathy, maybe we'll start with you on, on this one. As the industry keeps evolving, you've seen the conference itself, the Healthcare Internet Conference, HCIC, you have seen it evolve. And I know this isn't just a thing. I, I think people realize it, but maybe they just don't think about it, that this isn't just something that, that happens at one time of year. You and Mike and everyone else on the team are year-round. You're working every month of the year 
on programming, on different parts of the conference. You are speaking with people. You are understanding what questions there are, uh, how you can best help them. So let's just start right there in terms of like, like uh, generally, uh, what's the team working on during this time of year? Um, yeah, it's amazing. We start working on our next HCIC probably almost before we finish the current year's one. We've got hotels and venues out four or five years already, which always blows people's minds that we know where we're going to be in, you know, 2025 or something like that. But it's a full-time job. It's a year-round job. Right now, we're working on a couple of things. We're, we're really actively soliciting call for speakers. So you've probably seen seen in your email or in social media posts that we're open for business. We're we're really looking for good presentations and case studies. If you've got an opportunity, if you've got a story you want to tell, you've got insight you want to share, we want to hear about it. And that's something that'll be going on between from now until about March 2nd, I think is going to be the ending date for our solicitation of our proposals. But in addition to that, we're pretty actively involved with exhibitors and sponsors and getting those lined up where we've got most of our keynotes probably almost lined up at this point. We've got to shake out who speaks when and the schedule a bit, but it's a really active time of the year right now. So Mike, are there a couple of things to mark on people's calendars, even even right now, when it seems like it's so far away and we all know it's not. Anything that we ought to be marking on our calendars right now? Yeah, we've got, you know, a lot of, as Kathy said, you know, it's a year-round activity in, in terms of the calendar for exhibitors, sponsors, providers. Right now, we have exhibitors and sponsors signing up, getting booths, sponsoring the conference. You know, we've got over a dozen folks that are already sponsors as part of this year's program. So that is something that's actively happening right now. And if you are a vendor in this space, it's a good time to start getting your spot in the exhibit hall and thinking about what kind of sponsorship you want to have at HCIC. And, um, and we're taking those requests and signing people up now. And then we're also right in the middle of call for speakers. So if you're a provider or if you're a, a vendor with a great case study and you have a provider that you'd like to speak with, this is the opportunity. We have that call for speakers open. However, we often extend that date to the first week of, of March. So we're probably looking at Monday, March 2nd as being the hard deadline. That doesn't give you a lot of time. So this would be a great opportunity to get you to HCIC, to have you have, you have an opportunity as a provider or a vendor to tell your story and get in front of a group. And it gets you a tremendous discount also on the, the price of admission. So if you get accepted as a, as a speaker, you get a gigantic discount on attending the conference. Thanks, Mike. And Jared, can I jump in for a second? Absolutely. And we're looking for speakers really in a couple of different areas. One, we're looking for just your basic concurrent um, presentation. So a 60-minute session on a topic that you think is important to the group. But we also have sprint sessions, which are 20-minute sessions. So they're very quick, one idea, one good thought, one problem that you solved. And that's we always kind of consider those our TED Talk type presentation. So we've got concurrence and we've got sprints. And then our third type of speakers that we're looking for are for pre-con, pre-conference workshops. And those are deep dives. Those are two and a half hours, a deep dive into a topic. So when you're thinking about submitting a call for speaker, know that you've got those three options, a basic concurrent session, a sprint quick session, or a deep dive workshop option. 
I'm glad you mentioned those adoptions because uh, not everyone, I think, realizes that there's more than just the concurrence that they can apply for uh, for the other formats. And uh, there are there are advantages to each of those, and uh, it's it's great a reminder, good reminder for everyone to to realize all the options there. So many vendors, so little time. Expecting me to know them all is practically a crime, but it's what my job's about. Yeah. It makes me want to shout. Yeah. I need some help deciding who to use without a doubt. Something everyone wants. Like a secret decoder. Something everyone needs. Like your own baby Yoda. Help me to choose. I can't afford to lose. Isn't there a website that I really ought to use? Martech.health. Martech.health. Do yourself a favor, check it out for yourself. Need to find a vendor? This is the way. Martech.health. Who you gonna pick today? Martech.health is the vendor directory built specifically for healthcare marketing, communications, and digital professionals. People like you. Founded and run by the OG himself, Healthcare Internet Hall of Famer Ed Bennett. It's designed to make your next vendor selection process less painful. And here's why. Over 600 vendors across 40 industry categories. Verified vendor reviews and ratings from your peers. A resource library of articles, videos, and events. Plus, an anonymous messaging tool to get your vendor questions answered without worrying about endless callbacks. All of this is free to use and share. Check it out at martech.health. So, Kathy, I know you mentioned that really the core offering of conference and pretty much everything that you guys do is education. And I like thinking about it that way because that is something everyone needs and we will always need because coming back to this whole thought of how our industry has evolved and I don't even know if we've seen the biggest evolutions. Like that's the hard part. No one knows what's coming really next. We have some ideas. All we know is that we're going to have to continually educate ourselves. So how does a healthcare marketer or digital team member, how do they go about that? So obviously, you know, we can make a case for attending a conference. What do they get out of a conference and how else do we keep educating ourselves? You know, I think for the, the typical healthcare marketer, staying on top of all the evolving changes is really tough. I mean, Mike and I are, you know, knee deep into this on a daily basis and we have a hard time keeping up. And so I don't envy the person who the, the chief marketing officer or the director of marketing who has digital as well as other marketing activities, as well as maybe events and community relations and PR and fundraising and whatever else may be on his or her plate. And so it's really tough. So I think things like HCIC is a good way to get a quick two and a half, three day immersion into the the space and really learn a lot. But also just reading, you know, we read a tremendous amount. We follow a lot of blogs and podcasts and those kinds of things. But for us, HCIC is truly an educational event. We consider that our core product that we offer. And we work really hard to make sure that the sessions that we have are a combination of good, solid education, cutting edge advances, and, you know, showing people what's beyond, you know, when you're talking a little bit about challenging the status quo as being part of this battle, I think that's one of the things that HCIC is so great about is that you get a chance to get outside of your box and to see what other people are doing and to realize that there really are possibilities out there that most of us don't think about when we're sitting at home in our office desk. I agree. Mike, any, any ideas or, or examples you can think of of how of how educating ourselves really does help in our careers. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, one of the, I think, disadvantages when you're sitting in an office and you're focusing on one thing, you know, whether you're responsible for the web or the content or the analytics or is that that's your sample side. And so getting to a conference like HCIC or listening to podcasts or even, you know, getting online and understanding more about case studies gives you this broader perspective of what's happening with other organizations. But if you're at HCIC, it's more than just that. It's, it's this immersion where you have 50 people all at one time giving you their case studies and 50 folks that you can connect with in the exhibit hall and 50 vendors that have, you know, different products that kind of expand your horizons. So it's all about kind of growing your universe of knowledge and understanding more about what's happening in the market. And, you know, not everything is for you. You're, not every case study is exactly replicable to what you're doing in your organization. But what it does give you the opportunity to do is think about the world of possible and understand more about what's happening out in the marketplace and give you the opportunity to bring back to your organization some ideas from others, you know, other peers and other organizations around the country. So Michael, stick with you on this next one. How have you seen things evolve? Like what's one of the, the biggest things as he, that has evolved with the conference over the years that, that just, anything that comes to mind initially in terms of when I say like, hey, how have things changed over the years? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going to say it in a very broad perspective, but I mean, it's called the Healthcare Internet Conference. And it started out as really internet and web focused because that was the entirety of digital 24, 24, 25 years ago. So what we see now is that the digital universe is so much more than just the website. So we talk about social media and we talk about CRM and we talk about mobile and we talk about apps and, you know, there are all of these different moving pieces and it's more than just creating static content on a website. It's about integration and click paths and it's about conversion. So there are a lot of analytics involved. So I guess my answer to this question is that the thing that I've seen in terms of evolution is the, the expanse and breadth of the topics that are out there and then also the depth of each of these topics. So at one point in time, you know, the discussion around analytics was exclusively the discussion around basically Google Analytics or, you know, whatever you could get from your, your weblog files. And now analytics is so much more than that. It's grown wider and it's grown deeper over the years. All right. So, Kathy, what's one topic that you're willing to throw out there that, that you are, you're hoping you get uh, when, during this call to speakers as you're looking through the submissions? What's at least one topic that you really hope you've got somebody out there who, who's going to present on? Oh, gosh. Let's see. There's probably tons of them. I mean, I still think there's so much to be learned about how we take advantage of voice and voice search and how that changes everything from SEO to search engine results to how we communicate with patients. But I also think there's just a wealth of knowledge that we need to become familiar with in the area of artificial intelligence. I think we get a little scared of the whole AI direction and that it's too sophisticated for us and it's going to be expensive and difficult to do. But I think there's different levels of that. And I think learning more about how AI is going to impact our jobs and our ability to, to really see results is another really big area that I hope we see some innovation in and some innovative um, case studies this year. Mike, same question. Any, any topic in particular that you hope and you, you expect will be part of the programming one way or the other, but that you're hoping that, that you've got some really good submissions on? 
Yeah, I mean, Kathy's right. First of all, that that list we could we could make the rest of the podcast about that list if we wanted to. But top of mind, I just get back to the. I, I have so many clients that are struggling with this right now. It's the continuity of digital within the entire Martech spectrum. So it's the whole idea that you're producing not only traditional marketing materials, but you're also doing web-based things and you're collecting information and that connects to the CRM and allows you to be able to collect more personalized details that allow you to deliver better content that hopefully create conversions. And so it's drawing that picture of beginning to end for how you really build this whole thing and make sure that you've got the right tools in place. And I'd, I'd love to see some fantastic case studies for providers in the marketplace who are doing that and doing a great job with the analytics piece of it to be able to track it and, um, and show the value to the organization. I hope so too. I am very interested in that. Uh, I think that's going to be, for what it's worth, I see that as being one of the biggest questions for digital teams over the next five to 10 years is how to answer that. So I look forward to, to having that be a part of the, the program for sure this year. I need a dime, ain't faking a bump. You crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Well, let's see. We can wrap up with a couple of, uh, maybe a fun question. Uh, Mike, your favorite part of having the conference in Los Angeles this year? Oh, wow. Favorite part. Well, first of all, we haven't been to Los Angeles before, so I'm just excited about that because it's going to be a different venue for us and a different venue for our group. I'm just speaking the obvious, but Los Angeles, what can't you do in Los Angeles? I mean, the food is going to be great. We're going to be at LA Live, and there's it's a happening spot right there in, in the heart of LA. We've got some pretty exciting things planned, which I can't talk about yet, but hopefully we'll reveal later on down the line that are really LA themed. I think I gave you more than one, but that's that's what's got me excited about it. All right, Kathy, same question. Favorite part of having the conference in Los Angeles? You know, I, I think Mike's got it nailed there. You know, I don't even know that I know of any other conference that I've been to that's been in LA. So it's not only have we not been there before, but it's not a place that many conferences go. And we're going to be at this wonderful JW Marriott that's a combination JW Marriott and Ritz Carlton right in the heart of LA Live, which is where the Staples Centers is and lots of nightlife and restaurants. So I think it's going to be great. 
And then the other thing that I think is it just gives us access to people and speakers and activities that are on the West Coast that will maybe open up doors we haven't had before, influencers and and speakers. So we're really excited about LA. As am I. Very excited about that. You want to remind us real quick on the dates, Kathy, what are the dates of the conference? Uh, November 2nd through the 4th, 2020. Fantastic. And uh, Mike, anything else we remind us what we need to be marking on our calendars? Yeah, just uh, in addition to those deadlines for the speaker submissions, we'll put that program together sometime near the end of April, and then registrations start in June. So mark your calendar for beginning of June. That's when registration opens, and we'll be open registration all summer. You know, we're hoping to get good crowd there this year. We expect record attendance again, as we've had over the last couple of years. So get in there, make sure you get your hotel room on time, and make sure you get signed up early so you don't miss out on anything. Fantastic. This is Mike Schneider and Kathy Divis with Greystone telling us, giving us a little sneak preview of HCIC, the Healthcare Internet Conference, which is happening November 2nd through 4th this year in Los Angeles. Can't wait. Can't wait to see both of you there and look forward to connecting in the meantime. Thanks for working so hard to help make this a useful event for all of us in the industry. And I look forward to having you. Thanks for being on the program today. You bet. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. What's the 411? Hi, I'm John Marzano, and here's the 411 for healthcare marketers. Many of you have likely been reading about primary care and how it's shaping up as the healthcare industry's next major battleground. It's about cost, it's about access, it's about uh, convenience for consumers. And it's a contest that Walmart, CVS Aetna, Walgreens, and others are playing a part in. In fact, an article that recently appeared also discusses Humana's joint venture plan to provide primary care centers for older adults. Well, I witnessed this strategy play out over the past week. Uh, Personally, I needed some quick medical attention for a sinus issue and spending time in Florida this winter, I forgot that pollen starts to fly in February down here. So I went to an ER quick care center and I can tell you the majority of waiting patients were older adults. If you look at those with Medicare coverage, supplemental coverage, Medicare Advantage plans, the co-pays at most were $30. If you took that Medicare coverage to a hospital ER, the likely co-pay would be much higher. When I asked a nurse practitioner about the waiting room and how many patients they get on a daily basis, she basically said the waiting room is full every day. So there you have it. I think the battle is already joined. And the question is, how will traditional providers ramp up their primary care strategies to compete with this enhanced access, convenience, and price transparency? This battle for primary care provides a huge opportunity for healthcare marketers to be the change agents in their organizations, to affect transformational thinking around different strategies that are gonna protect not only the primary care business, but affect uh, community partnership relationships, community physician relationships, make them much stronger. Those disconnects that remain between health systems and their combined and owned community primary docs have to be resolved and quickly. A couple of ways to do that. One, employed physicians need to be that. They need to be employees of the organization and certainly working towards a benefit and the betterment of those healthcare organizations. Those referrals are critical 
to the long-term survivability of traditional healthcare delivery. Community physicians, on the other hand, have felt they've been marginalized for too many years, and now the opportunity presents itself to build better relationships with those physicians, bring them into the strategy, bring them into the discussions about how uh, consumers will be processed, how patient care will be delivered, and how that patient experience will be better. I think those kinds of approaches, uh, new approaches, to basically protect that primary care business, because after all, that is the foundation of any traditional healthcare delivery system. It's been built on primary care, referring into specialty care, and that specialty care really is what drives revenue to the organizations. Marketers have a huge opportunity now to really take the lead and do this, not only about marketing, but about patient experience. They have the voice of the consumer, and it's time really to step up without fear and take it on head first. This is the 411 for healthcare marketers. Thanks again to Kathy and Mike. Don't forget to join the posse, listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altair digital production and a member of the Shift.Health Network. So on behalf of Kathy and Mike and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. Thanks.